0: it's Sunday morning and we are been in a study on Wednesday night on the spirits in prison and the spirits in prison has to do with Christmas it has to do with the 70 weeks of Daniel it has to do with tongues they're not Pentecostal tongues has to do with all of this and as we're teaching on this we're going to be going through this. Christmas and this Wednesday night message are running together, are blending together. I gave you a picture here. This is a picture I got out of a magazine back in 1992. This, and it's it's got down here on the bottom of it, what's so bad about Christmas? It's got a little kid lying in his bed dreaming... Uh, at the night before Christmas uh, on Christmas Eve about all the things he's going to get. On this right-hand side, it's got a little third-world person lying on the ground dreaming of a bowl of rice. That's what's wrong with Christmas right there. That's as bad as it gets. We we don't realize there are people in the world starving and we're decorating ourselves with gifts at Christmas time. The gifts were said to come from the tree goddess of the ancient world. She was said to be the giver of all divine gifts to man. I've got a, several tracks I've written on Christmas, and one of them is What's So Bad About Christmas? It's over here in the rack. Now, these tracks are like little sledgehammers, they'll hit you in the head so hard let me read this track i've got on the top of these tracks i've got a bible verse or two along with a greek word under it defined and then i've got the body of this i ran all these in the newspaper back in the 80s i wrote these back in the 80s when i was in real estate but let me read this what's so bad about christmas The top in the verses, Luke 16 and 15 says, That which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. Let me just ask you a question. Is Christmas highly esteemed in the sight of man? It is celebrated all over the world. Had a lady come here. She was... Representing a company over in those one of those Southeast Asian countries, and she said it is Christmas 24 hours a day, around the clock all year long. Abomination is the word. b d e l u g m a. This is what, b d e g, l u m a, b, d e g. L-U-M-A. Abomination means to stink. Let me get real graphic with this. That's the word abomination. To stink. We get the word B-D-A-E. Bidet. A bidet is where you wash your stinking bottom. That's what it is. That's where we get the word abomination from. Now, let me continue reading this. This smells to God. Anything that's highly esteemed among men. 1 Corinthians 2.14 says, The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for their foolishness to him neither can he know them. The natural man does not receive spiritual things, natural, P-S-U-C-H-I-K-O-S, P-S-U-C-H-I-K-O-S. That's what the natural or the physical man, that's the word physical, the man of the senses, he receives, not spiritual things. That's why the whole world loves the Christ Mass. I call it by its true name, Christ Mass. Now let me read the body of this. The pagan festival of Christmas is a tradition that is highly esteemed among the peoples of the world. If it were of God, spiritual, the world would look upon it as foolish. The gangster, the thief, the homosexual, the prostitute. Then and the abortionists all hate the word of God when He says, "Thou shalt not." Yet they will party and involve themselves in the wickedest, immoral acts while embracing the traditions of the Christ Mass. Many who attend church regularly, while refusing to live righteously, keep it as their favorite holiday and festival the business pe- person who is unethical and immoral in his business dealings at christmas time will disavow their marriage in an order to have a sexual encounter at a christmas party while getting drunk all in the name of jesus birth It's a time of compromise for many who call themselves Christian, setting aside witnessing, calling men to repentance till January. Playboy magazine has their Christmas issue, while liquor stores decorate with wreaths and holiday cheer. Christians are commanded to separate from this ungodliness in 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 17. The Bible says, What fellowship does light have with darkness, or does Christ have with Belial? Come out from among them, and be you separate, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Celebrants stuff and glut themselves with material things and all kinds of delectable foods while the world is destitute and starving physically and spiritually. Christmas is a time when true believers are expected to sit down at a family gathering passing out free forgiveness to unrepentant sinners as they curse and tell their off color stories. Forgiveness is never an initial act. It is always a response to repentance. Paul said that we are not to eat or communicate while brothers living in rebellion Against God, we are not to partake or to walk with these unfaithful, unfruitful works of darkness as they walk disorderly and not in the ways of God. 1 Corinthians 5 and 9 and 11, Ephesians five eleven, Second 2 Thessalonians 3, 6 and 14 tells us to separate from these people. We will be persecuted for the kind for this kind of testimony. The United States comprises approximately four point six per cent of the world's population. That's not very many. This minute segment of the world is partying and lulling themselves into an easy religion with no striving or wrestling over sin at the Christmas season while the world is dying in starvation squalor and disease without Christ to celebrate Christ is to honor him to honor is to keep his sayings in John fourteen twenty three. if we are to honor him we will dispense with vain traditions We will get Christ out of the Mass. We will rid ourselves of this heathen festival of the Mass, Christ's Mass. We will throw out the pagan birthday of Hercules, December the 25th. That was the birthday of all the sun gods. We will remember, celebrate Jesus' birth every day, And may I add, his resurrection every day. And never will we separate it from the resurrection. There is only one pure ritual. It's not Christmas, Easter, or Valentine's. James tells us, pure religion and undefiled. Before the God and the Father is this, that we visit the fatherless, orphans, orphans, orphans means those without a father, and the widow in their affliction. This is the only true religion. That word religion in James one twenty seven is the word threskia, T-H-R-E-S-K-E-I-A. Threskia means ritual. There's only one pure ritual. To visit the fatherless, those that have fathered, that is the church, and the widow, and the widow, Kira, and it doesn't mean just every widow out there this means one without a husband that's the church and we become their father and their mother in our visitation but then it adds we visit the fatherless and the widow in their affliction you recognize that word philipsis it's the same word As tribulation. While the church is going through tribulation, visit them. The word visit is the word epi, E-P-I, S-K-O-P-E-O. It comes from epi meaning over, and scope, S-K-O-P-E, that is our word scope, You put a scope on a rifle to aim at or to watch over. To visit means to watch over the widow and the orphan in their affliction. That's the only ritual that God accepts. Let me finish reading this. That's the church in persecution and keep yourselves unspotted from the world. Jesus said, Inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me, in Matthew, the 25th chapter, verse 40. This is the true ritual of religion with which we are to celebrate Jesus daily. All the things that man esteems, position, awards, money. Let me remind you that verse... That which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination to God. All the things that man esteems position, awards, money, titles, recognition, tradition, material things and the seeking of self is an abomination to God. It stinks to God. The only thing that honors Christ is the seeking after a concern for others spiritual and physical and never self Philippians 2 4 through 5 1st Corinthians 10 24 the natural sensual man who loves and highly esteems the traditions of this world always despises the atoning blood of Christ they hold Jesus words in contempt refusing to live in daily repentance and submission to the commandment of God, man will not cease from sin until God moves on his heart to live holy, pure, unmixed before God throughout the year. That is a sledgehammer. Maybe you didn't know we had something that hard hitting over here. It's under the title what's so bad about Christmas the gangster likes it the prostitute likes it they all love it don't they and what really amazes me people will say we're just going down to this club to hear this band and we're not going to drink liquor when we go down there we're just going to hear the band we're going to sit right in the middle of a bunch of drunks listening to this band That's like saying, the prostitutes are having a convention down at the Hyatt Regency, and we're going to go down there and sit right in the middle of a bunch of prostitutes while they're all around us putting the make on their johns, taking up to their motel room. We may be in a room right next to them, but we're not going to have anything to do with them. Are you identifying with them? Yes. Yes identifying with the people all of the world is celebrating the christ mass and it's you want to you want something to give people give them that i've got one on the feast of saturn over there i've got one on whose birthday is it there were two birthdays in the bible there was pharaoh's birthday where joseph was in prison joseph had these this dream and he couldn't figure it out or excuse me the, the butler and the baker had a dream, and Joseph read their dream and interpreted it for them, and he interpreted that they were going to hang the butler, or, excuse me, hang the baker on the birthday of the Pharaoh. So they hanged Pharaoh's baker, and there's one at a birthday in the Bible, and that was John the Baptist when he was beheaded on the birthday of Herod. When Salome danced before Herod and he said, whatever you ask, that's what I'll give you. She said, I want the head of John the Baptist on a charger, on a platter. So, on this Christmas, whose head you going to cut off? Who are you going to hang? Those are birth- birthdays are not to be remembered. Look over here in Ecclesiastes. i got to give you this before I get... Ecclesiastes, the 7th seventh, seventh chapter, verse 1. A good name is better than precious ointment and the day of death than the day of one's birth. If you're going to celebrate anything, celebrate... Someone who loved God with all their heart. Celebrate the day they died to go and be with Jesus. Not their birthday. That's what the Bible says. Now, I, I have got so many things to say about Christmas. I've got a paper here. Christmas was an ancient orgy. It was an orgy. it comes from the word or gay or gay is the anger it's the heated wrath of a man when he's heated up an orgy is when a man was heated up sexually and this was a 7th day festival from December in the ancient world December the 17th through the 24th and they call that the feast of saturn saturn was the father of the gods in rome he was the father of the gods and all of the people believed that the sun was burning out at the winter solstice i've said this so many times i've got to say it again i've got a paper here that I drew up several years ago. I'll have a bunch of copies printed up, and you can have a copy of it. I'll bring some next week. But I had this made up, and it's the high points of Christmas. Perhaps you'd like to have one of them. I go into all of these things. Now, I'm going to put this on the board again. Christmas is due... Christmas is the mass of Christ. Most Protestants do not know what the mass is. If you're Roman Catholic, you know that's the focal point of Roman Catholicism. Everything is secondary to the mass. That is the top thing. The mass is cannibalism. It's cannibalism. Cannibalism has, an the very word has an origin. The very word cannibalism, let me see if I got my book down here. I got it down here somewhere. Uh, Here it is. When the priest will raise up the Eucharist. This is a Roman Catholic book right here. It's called Inside Catholicism. Roman Catholic, it'll tell you, I opened up to Mary, the Queen of Heaven. This is where she was supposed to be immaculately assumed into Heaven. She was immaculately assumed. The reason she didn't die is the Roman Catholics say that she had no sin. That's really amazing because when she came to Jerusalem after her 40 days of quarantine, after they had a baby, the woman had to wait 40 days. She came to Jerusalem in Luke, the first chapter, and she runs into Simon, and he says, God has told me I would see the Christ child before I died. And Mary said these words, my soul doth rejoice in God my Savior. She was saying, I need a Savior, therefore she was a sinner. Now I'm telling you what the Mass is. I gotta skip a lot of things. The Mass is eating human flesh. This word cannibalism comes from the word kahan. Sometimes it's spelled khan k-h-a-n the priest of Baal they ate human flesh human flesh from their altars they would kill people put them on the altar they had a reason for doing this they said if they could eat the heart of their enemies they would get all of his braveness that he had in his heart if they could eat his body, they could get all of his muscular, spiritual, and literal strength. I've got a, uh, a paper here. It's called Eating the God. They said they could call their gods down in their sacrifices. Priests of Baal ate human sacrifice from their altars. So they called him Kahan Baal. They shortened that C A C A H A N A B A L later on to C A N N I B A L, which is a devourer of human flesh. Now the high, the priests in all the Catholic churches in America, they will raise the Eucharist up. Why they raise it up, I don't know, maybe they think it's closer to God. They raise it up in the air and they utter these words. This is the mass. You know that she was a Roman Catholic. She's been there. It's adoration. Huh? Adoration. To adore it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're gonna adore it. To adore something means to worship it. They worship the it's like the the converted Catholic priest said Father Chenequy he called the Eucharist the cookie god he said it was a cookie god and that's really basically all it was so they would raise that up and they would say these words hoc est corpus eum philea Where did you get that, Jim? I buy books of all kinds. I've got several books on word origins. And then I wrecked up the word. The word I was looking up was hocus, pocus. And they said, hocus pocus that the magician uses. Then he says, presto. Changel. They said that the this magical words magician use comes from these words used by a priest to change the body of Christ or to change that cookie into the literal body of Christ. Then you have to eat that cookie According to Roman Catholicism, in order to go to heaven. That is the Mass. In fact, we get the word hoax. A hoax is something that's phony and fake. This comes from Hocus Corpus Sinfili, Hocus Pocus, Presto Changel, and then the magician draws the rabbit out of the hat this kahan baal, eating human flesh that is against God's law in the book of Leviticus we can't be eating human flesh or drinking human blood now that is a perversion of the word of God in the 6th chapter of John let's go over there to the 6th chapter of John John the 6th chapter let me put my this paper over here John 6 this is where people have corrupted this John 6 Roman Catholics have read this and took it literal in the English even in the Greek you have to know something about the Greek to understand what he's saying now let's start in John Sixth chapter, and let's back up to back up to about the forty eighth verse. I am the bread of life. Now, when Jesus said, I am, I am. The I am God was the Jehovah God of the Old Testament. Every time he said, I am the door of the sheepfold, I am. That's actually the word for Jehovah in the Old Testament. Am is a form of the verb to be or to exist, to be. When Moses said, Lord... When I go tell Pharaoh, let my people go, and he's in Egypt and God calls Moses to deliver the children of Israel, Moses said, But Lord, what if those what if those Jews, those Israelites, they haven't heard from you in four hundred years? They have been in bondage. What if they say to me What is this God's name that you're coming in? Who what God is it? What if they've forgotten you? And God said, you tell them, I am hath sent me to you. I am hath sent me. I am is actually the same meaning as the word Jehovah. When you look up the word Jehovah, it will say, Jehovah. It will say self-existent. Any form of the verb to be means to exist. To be is to exist. God says, I don't need a name. I'm the only God that is. And I exist by my own power. So you tell them I exist has sent me. To exist has the same meaning as to be. I've given you the being verbs. I learned these somewhere about 1953. I was in uh, maybe 52. I was in junior high school. That's They didn't have middle school back then. I was somewhere about the 7th. Or eighth or ninth grade, somewhere in there. These are the being verbs. Be is, am, I am, has sent me. These are all forms of the verb to be or to exist. If you am, you exist. Be is, am, are, was, were, being, been have has had every one of these are forms of to be to exist. Have has had do does did shall will if you can will anything on your own and will yourself into the kingdom that makes you Jehovah God if you have a will to get into the kingdom you don't have any will there's none that seeketh after God if he doesn't birth you by his will you're not going to heaven shall will should would may might must and you'll never find must in the Greek must can could or excuse me you won't ever find might he might might be the firstborn among many brethren cross that out in Romans 8 and 29 it's not there So, these are all being verbs and they're all forms of to be. So, when he says I am, that means I exist by my own power. Jehovah means self existence or self being, self am. That's what it means self will. And these are good to have written down because you can refer to them and say these are being verbs. They're all forms of to be, to exist. If you're a being, you're existing now. Now let's go. So that was all just about I am the bread of life. I am. He said I am over and over and over again. Now let's keep reading. Your fathers did eat man in the wilderness, and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread. So when we eat of the bread, we're not eating crackers and grape juice. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh. Jesus is the bread. I'm talking about the mass is what I'm talking about. Jesus equals bread equals flesh. Well, that takes us a lot of places doesn't it Jesus said I am the bread the bread I give is my flesh which I will give for the life of the world what is his flesh that's the point if we eat flesh and drink blood what are we doing that's what the mass is they say they're eating the literal flesh drinking the literal blood of christ they say that within the eucharist is the body and the blood you don't have to drink the cup only the priest does that and he does that all day long at three or four uh masses then he ends up being an alcoholic i got a letter one time from some organization said we've got twenty five thousand priests that were trying to get off of alcohol and wanted to know if we wanted to donate no thank you <laughs> then if they drink and if there's any wine left at the end of the day they drink it if they have three or four or five masses at some of these churches up in new york they're all drunks now let's keep reading <clears throat> The mass is a corruption of these following words: The Jews, therefore, strove among themselves, saying, "'How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Boy, I got to stop right here. Go over to Hebrews the tenth chapter, Hebrews ten. And this is how you have to tie these things together. Hebrews 10, and it's talking about a spiritual Israel. It's talking about entering into the Holy of Holies. The Holy of Holies was the inner sanctuary, it was the inner sanctuary. And we're talking about eating his flesh and drinking his blood. This is the tabernacle or the temple. The veil is here. The candlesticks are here, seven of them. The table of showbread is here. And the altar of incense is here. That's an eight inch thick veil, approximately, they said. The Ark of the Covenant is here. Inside is the law written on tables of stone. Now the law is written on fleshy tables of our hearts. Hearts. So, therefore, our hearts are the Ark of the Covenant. Like I said, what's his name? Can quit looking for the Ark, uh, the great explorer. And then they had the they had the cup of manna, which is Christ, the bread. Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford yeah, that's right. <laughs> what, what was his character's name? Indiana. Indiana Jones. Yeah, he quit looking for it. That's our heart. Cup of manna, the manna is the bread in commemoration. Then they had the Aaron's rod that budded. That showed that he was the high priest and had the right to come in here and sprinkle the Ark of the Covenant. And this is the altar, the brazen altar. And then right south of that is the brazen sea or the brassy sea, the sea of brass. And the high priest on the day of Atonement would come in after he had purified this outer sanctuary After he took some incense on this altar, took it in here, sprinkled it here upon the, some say he took this censer and put the incense in there, and then put coals from this altar out here on the incense. And then took it in there and set it down between these cherubim and it smoked up that inner sanctuary because if he looked up and saw God sitting on that Ark of the Covenant, God would strike him dead immediately. You could not look up and say, I think I'll take a peek at God. You die if you do that. So, I had to show you that to show you what the flesh is. And he says here in verse... 19. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the Holy of Holies, not by the blood of a goat on the Day of Atonement, but by the blood of Jesus. He became a goat in our place. On the Day of Atonement, the blood of a goat was offered, not of a lamb. But he was the Lamb of God. He was the Passover Lamb of God. By new and living way. Now, you have to understand this to understand what the flesh is. So, who is the high priest? If our hearts are the Ark of the Covenant, and we are the house of God, the inner sanctuary was called God's house. Hebrews 3 and 6 says, Christ as a son over his own house. Whose house are we? We are the inner sanctuary. Our hearts are the Ark of the Covenant, and he comes in by a new and living way. There's only one way. It is narrow, narrow, and it's full of tribulation. This is all very figurative language. If you can't understand figurative language, you're wasting your time listening. This is the tribulation way, and the high priest takes the blood of Christ upon this altar, which would be a picture of the cross, and comes in and sprinkles it upon our hearts, which is the Ark of the Covenant. This is the candlesticks, that's the seven churches of Asia. Don't have time to go on to that. This is the washing where the priest would wash when they went and offered sacrifices here. And we're, we're washed by the blood of Christ. That was water back then in the washing. Now it's by the blood. He's washed us from our sins in his own blood. Now let's keep reading. In order to tell you what the flesh is and what he's talking about in John 6, I've got to finish this right here. "...having therefore, brethren, by, brethren, bonus to enter into the Holy of Holies, which would be us, by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living narrow tribulation way, which is Christ, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh." His flesh is the veil of the temple. Well, he's entering into us. This is you and I as believers. You and I. Everything in the Old Testament is equal to this over here. So, the high priest, who is the high priest? Melchizedek. Melchizedek. Is the priest over this temple? Melchizedek, which is Jesus, he holds. Melchizedek is an office. Thou art a priest forever after the order. Order is the word taxes. It is a form of tasso, the same word that was used in Acts thirteen forty-eight. as many as were ordained to eternal life believe. Taxes, we get the word tact or tactical, which is a military term, military term meaning to march in rank, exactly the way the sergeant says march so that means to march in rank, and it means an order. What is an order? It means there is an order of high, that, that there's an order that have held this office of Melchizedek. I believe Shem held it back in the old testament Abraham, Shem outlived Abraham about fourteen years. I believe Shem had that office. Where did the office start? If Jesus was a priest forever after the order, where did it start? Where was the first sacrifice in the Bible? In the garden. In the garden. Adam and Eve did what most people do. They tried to cover their nakedness. When they knew they were naked, they tried to cover it with the works of their hands. So they got some fig leaves and covered their nakedness. God said, that's not good enough. And he killed... An animal, I believe it was a lamb, to cover their nakedness. That was the first sacrifice in the Bible. And you couldn't offer sacrifice anywhere unless you were a priest. So if Jesus was was a priest forever after the order, if you go into a lodge, you'll see pictures of men on the wall. That have been the high potentate. They call that the high priest. And it will say under the first picture. However far back they go. High potentate. 1929. And then it'll have another picture. High potentate 1930. Or however long their tenure is as a potentate. High potentate of 31 and so forth. That is an order a taxis That's what you call it. Now, I've never heard anybody define the word taxes ever. Have you? They think it's, well, that's Jesus. Well, when the Aaronic priesthood ceased, when he was nailed to the cross, then Melchizedek comes in into this temple of God. Which temple you are? Now, let's keep reading this. We enter in by a new and living way through the veil that is to say his flesh, his Sarks, S-A-R-X. I'm trying to show you what these words say through the veil that is in it and having a high priest over the house of God. Hebrews 3.6 says we are God's house. Christ is the owner's own house. Whose house are we? And the inner sanctuary was called the house of God because he lived, he dwelt between the cherubim. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled with the blood of Christ. That's the new and living way. From an evil conscience and our bodies washed with Pure water, which is living water. And Jesus called the Holy Spirit living water in John 4 and several other times. Now, let's go back to... Read 11 for you, Lee. Oh, well, I already left. (laughs) You want to read 11, all right? Mary reads ahead of me, and I just don't ever get to everything. 11. Okay, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, wash with pure water. 10-11, oh, okay. And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices which can never take away sin, and Jesus is the one sacrifice, if you look at Hebrews ten in verse verse ten, by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all when the priests have that mass they say every one of those masses Jesus is the victim in a new sacrifice constantly every day Jesus has been offered one time for all that makes the mass a lie and then he says down here in verse 14 14 For by one offering, one offering, he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. And it was one time for all. So all of those so-called masses that they have, and Jesus is the victim, that's not true. Now let's go back over to John 6. And what they've done, they have perverted these words. All right. Now, John 6, verse 52. The Jews therefore strove among themselves, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? They wouldn't have even asked that question if he meant his literal flesh. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. The Roman Catholics say, we'll turn this into the Mass and we'll have... They invented all of that doctrine because he tells you what eat flesh and drink blood is in this very text. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life. And I will raise him up at the last day. For. Now he's going to tell you what eat flesh and drink blood is. It's not the mass. For my flesh is meat indeed. And my blood is drink indeed. If you don't know. That eat flesh and drink blood was an ancient idiom. It meant to partake. 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 In a slaughter. How do we partake in a slaughter? When we tell people the truth about Christmas, they want to cut off all fellowship with us. They want to slaughter us. In a sense, they do that spiritually. If you tell somebody the truth about Christmas, that it's Roman Catholicism, tell, I'll tell you what you do. Tell him was against the law to celebrate Christmas 300 years ago in America. When the Puritans came here, they came here from England in the mid-early 1600s, 1629 in that neighborhood. They had been slaughtered by the Roman Catholic Church in Europe. Now you'll look this up on the internet and some people will only say, they'll say, well only 130,000 were slaughtered. Well I think that's more than needs to be slaughtered. Others will say up to 60 million were killed by the Catholic Church. They would send what they call an inspector general out to a village. And they would say, you're a heretic if you would not partake of the sacrament of the mass. Now you can find that in a book called Fox's Book of Martyrs. I think I've got one up here somewhere. Fox's Book of Martyrs. You can get all about... Here's one right here. And this will tell you all about how the Catholic Church slaughtered the believers. They slaughtered the families, the Waldens family. In hundreds of years, the Waldens family became very large Waldens, and they had the Huguenots and the Cathars and several other families that multiplied into the millions and it is said that they killed sixty million people that go out to their homes they would torture them in front of their families Pull out their fingernails, pull out their toenails, break their bones, disjoint them. Some people say, I can't hardly read that book. It's so horrible. They would take women, cut their breasts off, cut their arms off, cut their legs off, and set them out in a field to languish until they died. They took one man, cut his belly open. This was just one of the illustrations. Cut his belly open. Tied him down out in a pig pen. Tied his arms down. And then they cut his belly open, filled it full of grain, and turned the pigs in on him. They just sat there while he was screaming and just dying and going to eternity. If you would not recant your, your heathenism... they call you a heresy or a heretic. If you wouldn't recant that, they would torture you and kill you. They had many, just, it's unbelievable what the Catholic Church did. So, these families said, we'll go to this new land, we'll go to this new land called America. And when we get there, we will outlaw anything that has to do with with Popish practices. That's the Pope's practices or Roman Catholic practices. So they outlawed Christmas. They outlawed Easter. Easter is Ishtar. Easter is a pagan goddess in the Middle East. It don't matter whether people like this or not, this is the truth. So when these families and many others came to America, they outlawed Christmas. It was just a few years later, the Universalist Universalist, and the Unitarians, uni means one, that means they did not believe in a trinity of any kind. And the Unitarians repealed the law. They got the law repealed somehow. But the Baptists, the Presbyterians, all of these, most of the Protestants wouldn't have anything to do with it. The Protestants wouldn't have anything to do with it till nearly 1900. They began to insert a little bit of it after the Civil War in 1865. They had kind of grew up to full speed, but Christmas in America didn't look anything like it looks today. Santa Claus at very different times, or Saint Nicholas. Saint Nicholas was a was a fourth-century Roman Catholic bishop. He was said to have, he sa- he was said to be everywhere at once. He was omnipresent. He was omniscient, all-knowing and he was omnipotent, he could raise the dead. That's why he knows when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows when you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. He knows everything. He was a Roman Catholic bishop. Some say he was a pedophile because he kept toys around for children. Would I doubt that? No, I wouldn't doubt that at all. I've got articles on him. You can look up Saint Nicholas, in the S volume, and McClinic and Strong. You can learn all about the guy. He was a pagan. Now, let's get back to Matt to John six. Jesus said, "For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. And he that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood," dwelleth in me and I in him so the Catholics took that literally said you got to eat the literal flesh of Christ So Jesus explained what eat flesh and drink blood was so if you eat flesh you partake in the veil don't you you partake of the bread which is Jesus that's what you do this is very figurative language he tells you what eat flesh is. He said, My flesh is. He actually says the flesh of me. T-S-A-R-X. S A R X Sarks Sarks. The is feminine gender, flesh is feminine gender. The flesh of me. Well the flesh, the Bible says the flesh is the bread, the bread, and if you look over in First Corinthians, first Corinthians ten, seventeen The Bible says, we being many are one bread, we the church are bread and one body. So the bread is the body, and the bread is the flesh, and the flesh is the veil, and this is all Jesus. That's figurative, that's illustrative, it illustrates what he's talking about. So he says, the feminine flesh is the bread and the body. How many bodies are there? Ephesians 4, 4th chapter says there's one body. So what he's saying is, eat of my body. In Colossians one, eighteen and 24 says the body is the church so if there's one body then the body is the bread we eat of the bread which Jesus said he's the heavenly bread so eat of eat of his flesh means to partake of the feminine body the flesh of me is indeed indeed is the word alethes a-l-e-t-h-e-s which means of truth to eat flesh and drink blood means to eat and drink of truth What do you do when you eat and drink of truth? You take the cover off. That's what I'm doing up here today. I'm eating flesh and drinking blood. That was a term to those people. They knew what it meant. Truth, of truth is the word aletheia. And it comes from aletheia, A-L-E-T-H-E-I-A, which means truth. That's the word truth. Truth comes the word lanthano. Lanthano means to hide or conceal. Hide or conceal. And the alpha in front of the word as a negative particle negates that word, gives an opposite meaning. It means not to hide anything. That's what I'm doing up here. I'm eating flesh and drinking blood. I'm ripping the cover off, and if I say this down the street, somebody wants to put me to death spiritually. Gotta remember death doesn't mean to annihilate. Death is the word thanos. In the Greek text, T-H-A-N-A-T-O-S, thanatos or thanos, T-H-A-N-O-S it means separation it doesn't mean to annihilate so when, when you tell somebody about Christmas a predestination the next time they say hey, I gotta go Jim I, I had this happen this last week there's an old gospel singer I see up at the post office from time to time I've known him for years for 60 years He's a famous gospel singer. He sang with Elvis out of Vegas. And I saw him at the post office. And I was in my car and I honked at him. He walked right in front of my car and he went. He was pulling his watch. I have to go. I have to go, Jim. I've given him DVDs. I gave him a DVD with four tongues messages on it. I'm talking about there's no faith healing. And he runs with those people that believe that. Next time I saw him, I was was sitting in my car fixing to leave the bank, and he walked right in front. I went, hey. He just kept walking. That's a form of death. He doesn't want to talk to me because I've given him so many of these DVDs. I've given him eight or ten. I said to him one day, I guess you don't watch my DVDs, do you? He said, I watch everything you give me. Well, if you watched him, you're going to find out you're worshiping the wrong Jesus. Now, so to eat flesh and drink mud means to take the cover off and people will separate from you for that. He is ashamed of himself. That's Well, he's not ashamed. He has no shame. He wants me to leave him alone so he can go follow his false Jesus. That's what he wants. I don't believe he has any shame. Now, that's what they turned into the Mass. The flesh of me is the body, and that's the church, isn't it? I got another verse that goes with this, and it's. Let's go over here to 1 John, and then I'll get back to the Christmas thing. 1 John. And this will give you the same thing he said there, basically. First John 4, 1 and 2. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits. It doesn't mean try them on for size. The word tries, the word dokimazo, d-o-k-i-m-a-z-o. Dokimazo is the word try. It means to put in the fire. Dokimazo comes from dokimas. And it means to try or put in the trial. When you put the alpha in front of dokimas as a negative particle, it translates reprobate. It means no fire. Reprobate silver was a type of silver that had not been put in the fire and they had to cast it out and it was good for nothing. So dokimos means put in the fire and see if it can stand the trial. Try the spirits whether they are of God because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Verse 2, I've heard preachers comment on this and nobody gets it right. Because nobody knows the gender of word here. Hereby know you the Spirit of God. Here's how you'll know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Now, that sounds like if a Hindu says Jesus came in a fleshly body, he gets to go to heaven, doesn't he? Doesn't that sound like that? That sounds like, well, if a Baptist in the Church of Christ who don't believe the same thing about salvation, believe that Jesus Christ came in a fleshly body, he gets to go to heaven, right? That ain't what it says, not in the Greek. It says, every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ, let me say this real slow, is come in the flesh. Confesseth. Homo L-O-G-E-O Everyone that confesseth in te. S A R X. The feminine flesh. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the feminine flesh, which is the wife or the bride of Christ, is of God. But confession doesn't just mean to say it with the mouth. Homo means of the same. And logos means word. Of the same word, it means to agree with in the fleshly body, feminine gender, which is the church. Everyone who confesses in this flesh, how do you confess in this flesh? Look at Titus. Here's I love this, how it goes with this. Titus, Titus, the one and verse sixteen, Titus, one and sixteen. The Bible says some men, men who are, they're immoral, they are, oops, let me get over here to it, they are impure, they're unbelieving, yet they profess that they know God. Profess is the same word as the word confess in other verses. They homologo. They agree with their mouth. They agree with their mouth, but then it says, in works they deny him. What they do Shows that they deny Christ. A-R-N-E-O-M-A-I. You have to be partaking of Christ. And the way you do that. It's something you do. It's like Jesus said in John 14. The apostles said we're going to town to get something to eat. Jesus was talking to the woman at the well. When they came back, they said, have you had anything to eat? And Jesus looked at the apostles and said, I have a meat to eat of that you don't know anything about. And my meat is to do the will of the Father. So if meat is doing that's going to plow over here except you eat my flesh and drink my blood and you're eating and drinking of truth. You understand what I'm saying here. You have to be eating. It's not something you say with your mouth. It's something you do with your whole body and your whole life. I know that's hard for people. It's hard to realize that you can't just have your way with God. Now, let's get back. I'm going to get back to some of the... He said, In works they deny him, being abominable, stinking to God, disobedient, and under every good work, reprobate. No fire. So if you in the flesh with God you gotta agree in this body and this flesh and that's how you partake of the flesh of Christ because the flesh is the body the body is the church and the way you partake partake, you do I know this is hard for people to do isn't it it's hard to do the truth because you're gonna question yourself should I have talked to this guy should I've talked to that woman do you ever ask yourself that? Yep. Thank you. Last week. Thank you for those of you that are honest. The rest, God's going to whip you for... <laughs> I didn't say that. He said he would do that. All right. Now, I've got much to say about Christmas. I'm going to read to you. People say, but I don't think God minds if we do these things for Him. You cannot change the Word of God and say, I'm doing an orgy for Jesus. I'm going to keep the customs of the orgy, and we're going to rename it Christ Mass, and we're going to raise the tree up. What got Israel in trouble with God is the same thing that Constantine brought into the church and called the Christ's Mass. I have said this, So many times I don't know if you're really fully getting a hold of it. Maybe I'll be teaching on something and people come up to me. I've had Mike do this, I've had Dave do this, I've had others do this and say, I just saw that this morning. I didn't realize I didn't realize exactly what you were saying. I really want to emphasize this. What Israel me erase this what Israel did in the Old Testament and what the and what caused Constantine to bring Christmas in the church was the same thing if God's going to destroy Israel for going after the sun and tree goddesses, Baal and the Grove. God's going to destroy Israel over thousands of years for going after Baal. Baal was the same thing. If you look up Baal in the McClintic and Strong, it will, or if you look up, if you look up Hercules. It will say in the McClinican strong in the H volume. It will say Hercules was the Tyrian Baal. Tyre is right above Israel. It was Ahab that married Jezebel. Married Jezebel and she brought her she brought her father's gods down into northern Israel when she married Ahab in first Kings the sixteenth chapter and northern Israel became a Baal and Grove system it became a christmas system because all idolatry in the world traces back to babylon including the idolatry including the idolatry of israel everything that israel did going after bel in the grove when you find Ashtaroth, A-S-H, T-O-R, E-T-H, if it's with an E, it's singular, if it's spelled with an O, it means many of these female tree deities. And you'll find that in, if you look in McClinic and Strong, the A volume, and you look under Ashtaroth, it will tell you that Venus, which was a tree goddess, was a tree. All the female deities, a generic term for female deities, was Ashtaroth. That included Venus, Aphrodite, Milita. All the female deities were the Ashtaroth or the Ashtart? The Ashtar, or the Asherah, which is another variation. A-S-H-E-R-A-H, and Asherah means upright goddess. She was upright as the palm tree, the Bible says in Jeremiah, the 10th chapter. We deck it with silver and gold. We put it on a platform that it moved not. Mister Layard in Layard's Nineveh that was printed in 1849. You can get Layard's Nineveh in a reprint. He says he went over to the Middle East, did all these archaeological digs. He says that since they that since they worshipped these tree goddesses. In the stars, that they put a star on the top of all the tree goddesses. And under Ashtaroth, it says in the McLennican Strong, it'll tell you, just look up Ashtaroth. About three-quarters of the way through the article, it will say, Venus was never worshipped in human form. I'm quoting "Barbada, Never worshipped in human form. She was always worshipped in the form of a cone where it started at the bottom and slowly went to the top. She was actually worshiped in the form of the Christmas tree. And you find the hangings of the grove over there in first and second Kings the twenty third chapter. The hangings were the little baubles. You want to know where the Christmas tree comes from? That is the grove or the ashtaroth. Are the star gods of the ancient world. We got Venus up in the stars. We got Jupiter in the stars. These were all the gods of the ancient world. That is what Christmas is about. Look at Mary's favorite verse is to go over here to Jeremiah 10. Jeremiah was preaching against Israel for their God worship. Jeremiah 10. And sometimes I just don't read this because I've read it so many times. Jeremiah 10. Jeremiah preached from 626 B.C., 626 years before Christ, to 586 B.C., and that was the destruction of jerusalem because of all of these gods that these tree gods and these sun gods when you see the lights at christmas time those are to depict the fire gods they used to light up candles and put them on the sides of the trees of course that caused a lot of christmas tree fires and ken's familiar with that he they had christmas tree fires every year don't they and people die just about every year in christmas tree fires now tell me what's good about that he was a fire inspector for for the fire department in nashville he can tell you all about dead bodies at christmas tree fires now what's good about that nothing in fact the christmas trees i did a study one year on the christmas trees I took the average price of a tree. They had the low price and the the high price. I took the average price and how many trees were sold. And from like 1992 to the year 2000, America spent over 11 billion dollars on live christmas trees those dead gods that they put up in their den or their living room and let sit there for three to four weeks at the most and they take these dead gods and throw them out by the garbage can for the garbage men to carry off to the dump you think you could find something better to do with 11 billion dollars for the poor that is not to even count the the decorations they spent last year over 7 billion dollars for tree decorations is it do we have something better to do than that have you ever seen anybody opening a christmas gift and say thank the lord for this gift i'm gonna find go find somebody that's poor and needs a shotgun more than i do and i'm gonna give this to them so they can at least go hunting out in the woods and kill them some turkeys and some deer or something of course you don't shoot deer with a (laughs) shotgun but but the point is you don't see people let me go give this sweater to some poor needy person do you And people ask me, you mean you don't want to take a day off for Jesus to celebrate his birthday? I don't have time to take a day off for Jesus. I'm out every day witnessing for him. Everywhere I go you can go follow me if you want to. I don't beat people up, I just say one of the favorite things for me to say to people is say, Hey, can I ask you a question? I say yeah. I say, Did you know it was against the law to celebrate Christmas three hundred years ago in America? They'll go, I never heard of that before. I say, that's the truth. Then I'll tell them about these families that call themselves Puritans, came here and outlawed Christmas. I, if, I say, if you want to know about it, I'll tell you, but if you don't want, to it, don't want to know about it, I'm not going to tell you, okay? You're going to have to ask me to tell you. I told that to a lady this past week. I had it on the back of a shirt. It was against the law to sell it at Christmas. So I said, did you read my shirt today? She said, I've seen that before. I said, but have you read it? Well, yeah. I said, I'm not going to explain it to you unless you ask me to tell you what it's about. <laughs> she was a nurse in a doctor's office, and I have talked to her for years. I will just challenge her now. I ain't going to tell you what it's about. Because I've said things to her so many times, she do not really want to know. Huh? Well, she might go to hell without Christ, too. I'm going to read something that I wrote. I read it every year. Jim, can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. What did you say the lights of Christmas symbolize? The fire? The fire. They used to light up the trees. If you look in some of those. Elementary school encyclopedias, you'll see women with a wreath on their head, and they'll have candles all over it lit. They lit up candles. They were going to help the fire get through the dead of winter. So they They lit bonfires or bellfires. That's where we get bonfires. They lit them in the winter so that when they got to the winter solstice on December the 21st, they could help the sun get through the dead of winter. That's what the fire was for. They had a, in the Scandinavian world, Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Holland, uh, not Holland, uh, Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Finland, up high up in the north, northern uh, territory of, where well, it's very cold above Europe, they had a, what they called a Yule wheel. It's a fire wheel, Yule. Yule means wheel, and the wheel comes out. We get the wheel from the Big Dipper. Gosh, I I want to say too many things. Let me just talk about this. And they would take a, a fire wheel, set it on fire, roll it down a hill, and they would set up a place down there. If it got to that place, then they'd have crops in the spring. Everything was about food, was what it was about. Now, I wrote this paper, and I called this this 12, 15 years ago, maybe 20. It's called Jesus, You Wouldn't Mind. And this is about somebody praying to Jesus and uh, telling him, we know you wouldn't mind if we do this. Jesus, I know you told us the customs of the heathen are vain and not to learn the way of the heathen. I know you told us that philosophy and the love of wisdom and vain deceit and traditions of men rudiments of the world would spoil us and lead us into captivity or darkness if we follow these traditions. Jesus, I realize you told us not to add are diminished from your word in Deuteronomy four, twelve, and eighteen. And I know you said that your word is pure in Proverbs thirty and five, in Proverbs seventeen and twenty-seven. And Jesus, I understand you said your word is unchangeable, in Malachi three six. But you won't mind if we keep a drunken festival in your honor, as long as we change the name so it sounds kind of christian even if it is fire worship you won't mind will you jesus now jesus we're not going to be able to stop the drunks and the pagan worshipers from continuing to keep their ancient customs and there will be a record number of suicides this time of the year and the poor will feel oppressed But we'll take a dinner to them at Christmas time or Xmas time and tell them we'll be back next year. I hope you can make that last a year. One plate. And Jesus, there will be a record number of wrecks from drunk drivers. And the liquor stores will be thrilled to see the season come. And Playboy puts out a special Christmas edition. Don't that make you happy? Adultery will run rampant as husbands and wives abandon their vows at parties. And you'll be real happy when you hear my idea. We've gone back into history and found fire worshippers of the ancient world. And they had a festival that started on December the 17th. Went through December the 25th, the birthday of their fire gods, Hercules, Mithra, and so forth. And they worship these pagan gods. Now Jesus, here's my idea. We're gonna take this drunken festival they call Festival of Saturn or the Saturnalia, and we're gonna put your name on it. Don't that make you happy? We'll call it the Christ Mass. But we'll drop an S to disguise it, okay? They offered their children in the fire and ate them, but I assure you that even though most of the people will be celebrating this festival the same way they've done thousands of years before you were born, I want you to believe me, Jesus, when I tell you we won't do it that way. And when they ask us why we're dragging the church into something so evil... I'll tell them, we don't do it that way. We're using paganism to glorify God. Jesus, doesn't that make you happy? You don't mind, do you? After all, preachers say, it's okay as long as you use this pagan festival to spread the gospel. If they say it, you won't mind, will you? I promise, Jesus We're going to keep the customs, the heathen. We're not going to keep the customs, the heathen like them. We're going to keep them different. You won't mind if we do this, will you, Jesus? That's a prayer that I wrote to Jesus about Christmas. If you want a copy, I'll give you a copy. I'm just... I don't even know where to go. I've got a thousand things to say. I can stand up here all day long and all night and give you one fact after another. I just don't have time to get it all in. I'm running out of time. How much time to have, Mike? One minute. I'm sorry. Three. Three minutes. Let's go ahead and read this in, jam- in Jeremiah 10, hear ye the word of the Lord speak unto you, O house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord, learn not the way of the heathen. He's not saying don't serve their gods, don't learn their customs. And be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them. They read the stars and say, well, oh, it's going to be a good day or a bad day. For the customs of the people are vain, Hebel worthless. One cuts a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe. They deck it with silver and with gold. They fasten it with nails and hammers that it move not. And it was always in the form of a triangle. And they decorate it with silver and with gold. And it has a star on the top. I don't know what that looks like to you, but it looks like a Christmas tree. You know what it was? They said the Christmas tree, they said the tree in the ancient world was the giver of all divine gifts to man. That's what they said. Mr. Hislop says that in two Babylon's. The tree, when Eve looked at the tree, she saw a tree that was good for food, good for food. It was pleasant to the eye, and it would a tree to be desired to make her wise. John said, "This is all that's in the world." First John two sixteen, all that's in the world is the lust of the flesh. It's good for food, the lust of the eye. It's pleasant to the eye and the pride of life. Alexanya pride A-L-A Z-O-N-I-A Alizania means self-esteem. When you become wise in your own eyes, you esteem yourself you esteem yourself wiser than God self-esteem. The tree was the giver of all divine gifts to men. How many wishes do you get from a genie? Three. Genes. Genie comes from gene. That's your makeup. That's your ancestors. And they were the same thing that the that the Jews called demons d a i m o n i o n demonion comes from dio meaning to distribute fortunes, and all of this started at Babel when they said, "Let us make us up a name, we'll make up our own authority, and that and the authority comes out of the garden." And that gives you the first demon was Eve. She distributed fortunes to herself. Do you realize I did a message years ago. Demons were born on December the 25th. That's when they were born. Out of the ancient world. Everything that I'm teaching all of the the true Parallels with the life. You have to know the difference. If you can get that mcclinican Strong or that set of Hastings Encyclopedia of Religion, you can study those all day and all night for the rest of your life and just barely get the information out of them. It has more information in these two sets of books anything I've ever seen. They printed these the first time around eighteen. Eighty. they printed those the first time the Hastings the first time around 1904 and they don't print stuff like they used to print I'm out of time I'm going to come back next <laughs> week I'm going to pick up where we left off and I'll bring some of these papers to you give it to you I'm going to connect the Gentiles coming out of prison out of darkness to the light with christmas the reason the gentiles couldn't see is because god gave his truth only to israel over here and the gentiles were in darkness when god opens the eyes of the gentiles he brings them to the light and they could worship these gods at least the gentiles that are the elect of god let's pray father thank you for truth Lord, I don't even know how to get all this information out. It's so much. So much to say. I pray you'll give me strength to keep saying this and keep doing it. I get very weary and very tired at times. Help me, Lord. Help the people here to see the truth. We'll give you praise for everything. Fight our battles. Lord, I can't fight no more. I'm too tired. Fight our battles. Leadest tree like lead family in Christ's name. Amen. There's so much to this I wish I could say it all. <laughs> Make a copy of that. Uh, I'd like to make a copy of that. Of what? Oh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. This is what I want you to put on the... Put up here right here. Uh, I want it in color... It'll be in Might be able to find an image of it on the internet like news. Okay. So, well, if not, I'll scan that and put it okay. on, the, on the thing. Hey, Traces. You're good at finding stuff. You got me sick. See me find image on the internet. Billy gets that open. I know it's. I'm gonna keep him I'm not gonna walk around It's yeah. I I don't think I can read that book. This right here. I want it blown up as big as you can on the on the board. Sure will. Just that right there. Blow Throw it up as big as you can so they can see it real clear. will. Okay. I appreciate it. So good to see you. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Susie. That's okay. I don't want you to fall. <laughs> yeah. that would hurt. Well, I know I preach this every year, but it's necessary because this is what turns God's people away from him. I know. Christmas is the most evil thing in the Bible. I didn't understand or didn't know it until I heard it for you. Yeah, that was that. Done, gone, over with, no more. I just get real tired of a world that doesn't want to listen to the truth. Oh, well, yeah. Even people that know it's wrong are still doing it. So. Yeah. Okay, that's what they want to do. Well, you can't fight them, and especially if they're if their vessels of wrath fitted to destruction, they're supposed to want it. Yeah. So you know, if they ask me, I tell them. Them after that. That's it. You can't make somebody believe. Nope. And I'm not going to get upset and mad. At me. Well, it ain't no need to. It's kind of like getting mad at a rock for being a rock. Or a bush for being a bush. And so why can't you be a human and listen? I don't do that. You know, I tell you, it's a little close to Hey, how you doing? Hi, Kelsey, How you doing? <laughs> Hanging on. Good. Been kind of feeling bad lately, but I guess so either get well or stay sick and it'll be the will of God yeah. it'll be the will of God whatever I do yes everything. I love you tell your mom we love her too I will I will hey, amen She wants a paper. Okay. She wants a paper. Give her one. Okay. I'll make some. Hey, Jess. Am I wrong to say Christmas is the only evil in the Bible? That's really all there is. Okay. Because I remember. Because it's all—it's going after all of these other gods. So I remember you saying uh, how Eve, um, she saw it in the garden, um, and that tree had all the evil. The, the only three evils in the world. That's it's the only first. evil uh, in the world. It's oh, just that's going right. against God, God. Right. going after the tree. If you go after all that's in the world, that's the evil. that's the evil. That's the evil. Okay. But trying to get people—it's—it's it's not hard to get. The elect to believe it. It's hard to get the non-elect to even listen. Yeah, listen. And I, they don't I, care. I, I looked at your shirt and like, yeah, I, I saw it, but I just don't want to read it. I mean, I don't want to talk about well, it. Well, they don't care. Well, is- they're not gonna care until it stands for judgment. God says, I'm gonna send you to hell now. It's That time of the year, though, in November here. Yeah, all the trees are up and everything, so <laughs> it's the time to start speaking and witnessing and talking to people. I mean, that's every day, but, I mean, you know, now... Well, it's it's hard for people to give up what they've practiced all their life, and they don't know their great-grandparents didn't practice it. Yeah. They, people don't know that. Okay. Let me give Teresa one of these. Thank you. I think it was from you someone. Susan, you want one of these? I got one, I believe. Well, you can have another. Yeah, because I can't remember if I have one. I got so much stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hey! Got me on that one with the belly getting cut open in there. It made me feel weak. Well. <laughs> there you go. What you. I ran out of them. I had a stash, but I gave them all out. Oh, I got that one. You do. I I mean, keep uh, that's a cardinal. I think you should sketch one of those. Let me put it up right. here. I'll tell people to come and get one. Cardinal? Yeah. I don't know if you said that. I did a couple of times. Yeah. I did the real bird. Oh. Thank oh. you. Thank you. Well, you ought to get that book, the Fox's Book of Martyrs. It'll make you sick reading it. I, I have had a look at it before. It's pretty, yes, it is. It's hard to read. Well, it is. To know they did this to believers, you know.
1: like
0: make- oh, 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 I'm not. I I don't they even know made- don't made- it. The That sense. Oh, I hate this time of year. I do, too. I hate it, hate it, hate it. How you doing? It's so hard for me at school, you know, with all the stuff at school. Well, boy, when you're a teacher, whoo. Yeah, I'm glad. That's got to be real, real hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all, I mean, they talk about Christmas all year long. Christmas and birthday. Yeah. All year long. Well. Yeah. Uh Tracy's got a son when he's elementary school. Uh-huh. He went to the elementary school and told he's in his twenties now. But he told the teacher I can't celebrate Christmas, it's pagan. Uh-huh. And she said, You can't tell the people that and tell them in this class it's not pagan. And Tracy went up to the school to talk to him. And they went to the principal and she said it's pagan the principal said yes it is pagan and the teacher had to apologize to a little boy well I'm glad the principal knew well at least he knew it was pagan Uh it's just it's crazy you tell people the truth and they don't care